This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Tell me are you locked in the pond? Andy, are you goofing on baby. <laughs> That's the Andy Banker, not Andy, Andy Kaufman. Hello, Andy Banker. Welcome to the Hancock and Kelly Show. Remember Andy in the wrestling match? Yeah. Do you remember that, Andy Kaufman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was he going to wrestle? I don't know. Danny he... DeVito. No. Oh. No, but was he it? almost got himself killed because um, he, you know, he was he was a weird dude, right? Yeah, he was strange. Yeah. And uh, almost got himself killed in the process. Did you watch that movie with uh, that Jim Carrey did? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Man on the Moon? Was uh-huh. that the name of it? Yeah. He, the guy, he was out there, man. He was strange. He was out there. But he was in Taxi. Was that right? That's with Danny DeVito. Yes. And yeah. didn't he want, I think he wanted to wrestle a female wrestler. That sounds right. Right? Could be. But I know he would go on like Letterman and stuff and they'd want to kill him. Like he would do <laughs> stupid stuff. Right. I think that's where the challenge was born. Maybe it was born on the David Letterman well, show. It certainly could have been. Yeah. How are you, and how was your holiday? Good. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year once more. Back at you, big boy. Yeah, it was, was really good. Would really you go good. anywhere? Uh, just over to my sister's in Columbia, yeah. Illinois. Uh, You're an Illinois guy. Yes. Born and I raised. went to my cousin's house on Christmas Eve, on, and he lives in uh, South County, kind of yeah. by Susan Park. Col- Columbia, Illinois is my hidden secret. I don't like anybody to know the amount of golf courses that are over there. Oh, yeah. Where do you like to play? So, uh, well, I really don't want to tell it, but I like the bridges. Oh, And the reason man. I like Columbia Bridges is they got a couple of janky holes, but... Yeah, they do. But you go out there, there's usually not many people out there, and you can play golf like you're, you know, by yourself, like it's your own country. And it's club. relatively inexpensive. Relatively, but yeah. But it feels... Like the whole course is uphill to me. Totally. No. Yeah. And it's connected to another course, right? Columbia Country Club Just or Columbia. something? Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. And that course is good, too. And that one's not as uh, uphill. Not to disparage the Columbia Bridges, Jeremy. Well, Hancock, walking but, uphill is, uh, you know, it's yeah. good for your heart. You got to get the, well, they call that, uh, they call that cardio uh, workout. Yeah, like, my brother and his group play out there all the time. Yeah. They oh. were talking about it on Christmas. My brother and my brother-in-law. Oh, the Bridges. He, my well, brother Christmas played the Day, best nine holes of his life. I'm surprised I haven't run into him. Yeah. Well, I guess it was Christmas you. Eve was a beautiful day. Yeah. You could have played golf on Christmas Eve. Well, easily. Yes, but the last, uh, since then it's been sort of yeah. a. Well, no, we had a good day yesterday. Right. Yesterday was nice. Christmas Day was warm, but rainy think, and miserable, and today's just awful. Yeah, it looks like winter's here to stay now. It doesn't look like we're going to have any more. I of think those we're going to be days. back up on uh, Saturday nope. into the high 40s. Columbia, Illinois, you grew up in Millstot, right? Yes. That's just what, a couple miles away? Seven. Seven miles away. And uh, seven miles from Belleville. Yeah. We, Probably we, seven miles from what's the big uh, What's the big attraction over there in Millstock? Are you, are you be serious? It's the apple picking, right? Apple picking? Yeah. Yeah, Eckert's. Now, Eckert. the, oh. the big Eckert's is no longer the one right outside of Millstock. It's closer to Belleville uh, where they got the country store and the restaurant and all okay. of that. Yeah. yeah, but when I was a little kid growing up, you just saw a constant flow of Missouri plates for two reasons through Millstock. One... I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. Thursday night bingo at St. James. Remember, this is you guys <laughs> yeah. were talking about gambling and sports right. yeah. betting. Yeah, Missouri's had the thirst for a long time, so much so that Missouri people kept Catholic well, parishes in Illinois in yeah, business because bingo yeah. was illegal. for years. Bingo right. was illegal. It was illegal in Missouri. in Missouri. In fact, it became a law when I was in the legislature the first year. 
It was in 1989, and we had, I'll, I'll never forget it, it was the bingo bill. Yes. And it, we're debated, passionate Ooh. debates on the floor of the legislature. Other than and I legalized stood up, bingo. I stood up to give my very first speech on the floor of the Missouri House. Okay. And I said, Mr. Speaker, finally, here's a bill we can all be for. No, did you really? Yeah, of course he did. How long have you known this clown? Of course he's going to make that joke. I know he's going to make the joke, but I don't know if he really said it oh, in the I legislature. Did. I did. You I know? did indeed. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Yeah. yeah, so I mean the entire St. James grade school parking lot was covered with red plates back in the day when now, the, the red Missouri plates were wow. red, and, yeah. red and white. And we would get out of school, uh, a, a class in the afternoon, to set up the cafeteria, put up all the tables and folding chairs. <laughs> so they could run bingo. a gambling hall. Right. Good Lord. That's the way the world ran. So bingo, and people would also be driving through town and say, Eckert's. how do we get to Eckert's? Yeah. How do we get to Eckert's? I was in Millstadt last weekend. You were? Um, I went out there to see my aunt. She lives over uh, there. And what's amazing to me is you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but if you get to a couple of those bluffs, you can see... You can see the lights of downtown St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. I mean, it's you feel like you're way out in the middle of nowhere, but you're not far you from could, town. You could drive a couple miles out of town, and people used to, park up on top of the bluff where Eckert's is and watch the fireworks. Wow. On wow. the 4th of July over the arch. And now that we've lit the arch up, hey, by the way, have you guys seen that? I have not. It looks New awesome. Life. It is so awesome. Yes. And, John, you, for the 15 years we've been on the radio together, how how long have I been complaining about the, the, the arch? Approximately 15 yeah, years. Yeah. We, so, you know, they never lit it up, and then we do, were worried about the doggone birds, and then it was lit up half, you know, with right. a couple of flashlights. They did it right, Right. Finally. They put in new lighting, and yes. now it's relit, and it looks great. And, yeah, I thought the same thing. My son and I were driving through downtown for some reason, um, not coming from Illinois, but coming from uh, the we live on this side of the river, uh-huh. and we both noticed it. Yeah, it's well done. It's not no partial. It's it looks like, and it doesn't it matter what like angle you look inside. at. You can see, and that's how it should be. I mean, this is one of the greatest pieces of modern artwork in the world. It's recognized yes. as artwork, and the fact that you would have to, you know, in the winter time, if you're not here for those six or seven hours, we got light. You would miss the arch. I think it's awesome that we have it. My question, though, I asked the Arch Foundation. They haven't told us yet. Can we light it up in colors? So, like, when the Cardinals are red hot, can we make it red? On St. Patrick's Day, can we turn it green? They can do that to the White House. Why can't we do it to the Arch? Probably can. I hope I that's don't know. the case. I, it depends on how it bounces off that There's probably, shiny silver. I'm sure there are federal regulations governing the oh, use of lights of course. At, at a national park. Like yeah, that. because you know, we got to worry about the birds. Well, the birds are important, Michael. Yeah. Think about it. Hancock turns into an environmentalist when it comes to them coming in and talking well, about turning the, the lights off on the birds. Well, birds. I mean, that's... Uh... But all the buildings in downtown are lit up. Nobody's worried about the birds, about the, you know, birds flying into them. Well, the bird can see a building, Michael. But it can't see the arch? The arch is a, is a it's a, what do you call that? A parabola or whatever you call it. What do you call it? I don't know. It's, it's like a, a triangle. It's curve. It's, yeah, it's one of those. And so, the I mean, that's kind of Rick's habit because the birds, you know... <laughs> their eyes are on the sides of their heads. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so when you That's got a, a little skinny arch up there in the air, you know, you'll bam. <laughs> and back, back in Millstadt, we'd have them fly, uh, at, I don't know, 80 knots, yeah. however, airspeed. Yeah. Right, right, right into our into, big picture, into picture windows. And, yeah, well. You know, fly right into right. our window, our dining room window, and it would there'd be dead birds on the ground. That didn't happen all Your the time. Your folks still live over there? My mother does, yes. Your mom does? Yep. And we still have Bankers Auto Parts, the family business over there. Hey. I mean, it's not my brother's business, but we still, 
I uh-huh. still call it the family. If he's listening, he's probably like, yeah, family. <laughs> when you yeah. guys need free come auto parts, yeah, it's family here business. To, come in here and help pay the taxes a little, brother. <laughs> How long has Bankers Auto Parts been in business? Oh, in Millstadt, 50 years. Wow. I think we just passed 50. Are we I doing think, anything for the 50th anniversary? I think Dad moved it over there in 1973. Yeah. I don't know we're supposed to have a big party for it. We'll have to talk to uh, my brother Matt about well, time, that. If, it's, if it was 73, time's running out. Can we get a Hancock and Kelly cameo? Oh, we'll be there. Oh, I'll All be right. there. I'll be there. With, I'll bring I'll a... There. I'll bring an alternator with me. It was formerly guaranteed auto supply right across the street from Sportsman's Park. Wow. At Grand and Dodier. Really? Yes. And he moved it over to? Moved it to Millstadt. What made him do that? Well, they closed. Well, the the family moved from South St. Louis to Millstadt. I don't know what made him do that. Uh, uh, My parents were both from the city. Well, my mom grew up in Springfield, Missouri. uh, But they both lived here in the city with my three oldest siblings for a time. And I think maybe they were just thinking, "Yeah, let's get out of the city." So how and many people Someone are showed them a house in Millstadt. Yeah, That's probably four or five thousand now. Five, it's four or five thousand doubled when I was there. It was like two thousand when Not I was there. To have your own up. Catholic parish. Yeah, and I you knew that. everybody in town back then. Yeah. Now there are more people there than I know. Is I mean, right? I, more people I don't know than I know. What I school think. do you go to when you when you live in Millstadt? Millstadt Consolidated School, nice. MCS, they nice. call it. But not me. Oh, yeah. You're I a went to St. James. Yeah. The, the schools, put aside the Catholic schools, the public schools in Illinois are unique. We're used to uh, the school districts being from kindergarten all the way through high school. Yeah. My understanding of the school districts over in Illinois is they're their own separate taxing entities, whether it's the grade high schools school or grade and the school. high schools. It, so it's all different. It depends on the district. Does it? Yeah. I think... Uh, you could ask Ranji. I think Granite City schools are one district throughout. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think so. Um, but the Belleville Township High School uh, school district, yeah, that's separate from the grade schools. Yeah, they'll do, their school. Own, they'll do their own taxes. Two high schools. So I know somebody who was oh. over at one of the elementary schools over there, Signal Hill. Yeah. And it's a great little place there in, in Belleville. My, my uncle ran it for a while, and he said that, no, they were their own little school and their own taxing district, et cetera. And it was, Illinois has as many school districts as almost as the the other states combined. Wow. Ain't that interesting. Well, you would think it would be not cost effective to have all of those things, right? Wouldn't, I mean, if you consolidated the administrative costs and so yeah. forth. Well, that's interesting. Because Missouri know. has 572 school districts, which is, that is a right? lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot. We should Google, but I think it's like thousands upon thousands in Illinois. In Illinois. Hey, we'll step aside. We'll come back and uh, talk about that. It's been a crazy year in politics. We thought we'd talk a little bit of that with you and then uh, maybe some Mizzou, Illinois. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh, I'm all up for that. We've got to talk that. (laughs) After this on Hancock and Kelly. It's Hancock and Kelly in for the Dave Glover Show. We'll take you all the way till 5 p.m. this evening. Five. And you'll get the, we're here until uh, 5? Yeah, then we're going to have oh. the news and uh, sports open line with Matt Pauley tonight. Yes. Keep it tuned to KMOX. We'll keep you uh, updated on all the latest changing weather conditions, although it's, the snow's kind of quit, huh? Seems like it has. Yeah. Andy, you uh, grew up in St. Louis. or No, you grew up in southern Illinois. Your family is from St. Louis. So you wind up going to Illinois, uh, the University of Illinois. What made you choose there? 
Oh, uh, my mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, potential of playing Division three college football. Oh. At uh, Milliken. Uh-huh. Oh, Milliken. Which is in Decatur. In Decatur, yeah. What are you, a linebacker? Uh, no, I was an offensive lineman. Offensive or, lineman? Or uh, Washington University here. Really? Yep. And I skipped past both of them. My brother was playing in the NFL at the time, my brother Ted. Uh-huh. Wow. And he talked me out of uh, a college football career. He's like, what do you think? You're going to be in the NFL? You're smart. You know, be a full-time student. Because he said the football thing is no matter what division you're playing, would be a full-time gig. Yeah. He's still dealing with some of the ramifications of playing in the NFL? Injuries and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he had a pretty long career by NFL standards, right? Yep. Pretty much the 82 to 90. Yeah, or, it's got, or has maybe eighty one. Then I can't remember. It has to be hard to see eighties. One of your siblings. I mean, it's got to be pride, full of pride. That oh my goodness, that's my sibling. But at the same time, they're getting the hell knocked out of themselves. Yeah, and uh, his career ended in the AFC Championship game. One game from the you know if they win during the Super Bowl, he was huh. with Cleveland then, and they were in Denver. And my sister was at the game and saw him get knocked out. And we were all at a watch party. There's a big Browns fan club in. St. Louis at the time, uh-huh. and we were heroes yeah. with a guy on the team, you know. I can't sure. believe my parents weren't out at that game. Um, I don't remember why they weren't. but I can't believe the Browns were one game away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the last play of the game. The game was long decided, and the Browns fl- threw an interception, and my brother ran off hot-headed trying to tackle the guy that intercepted it, and his leg just flew apart. Oh. Oh. Everything you could tear in your knee, he oh. tore. Oh, and they showed him being carted off in the wagon, uh-huh. and then you never heard another thing about it on the broadcast, yeah. so we didn't know. And my sister called from Denver crying, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, and eventually it was bad. He had one of the first knee replacements ever done. Wow. Really? Yep. Wow. So when you grow up in Illinois, you wind up going to the University of Illinois. Here you are involved in St. Louis media. We're very Missouri-centric, yes. uh, the St. Louis media. In fact, you know, Illinois Illini will sometimes get a mention on the news, but there's often nights they won't even mention them. Yeah. What's that feel like? I mean, here you are. You're well, I don't know. Happy you know, to live over there, and we barely get any attention. Yeah, but I grew up a Mizzou fan. You know, everybody yeah. was from St. Louis on my side of the family, right. and I kind of like, when I was a kid, I was like, I didn't, I wasn't born in Missouri, so I remember taking a liking to the orange and blue, fighting Illini as a little boy, uh, when no one else in my house even really cared about them that much. And then uh, my mother sort of pushed me to go there when I didn't want to go to the other two schools I was considering. And it was a little too late to push for Mizzou. And I kind of knew what I wanted to do. So doing the – that would have been a, maybe a better journalism school to go to. Oh, the broad – yeah, Mizzou. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. But, they kicked me yeah, out of that. No, <laughs> it, it was it – was, and when I actually went there, it was – a little more difficult than you might imagine because everybody, it was like South Chicago University. Yeah, you know, everybody right. was from the Chicago land up there. Uh, there were very few of us from my neck of the woods, but there were enough. You know, I have a lot of good friends that I grew up with here who went to school with me there. Um, but uh, what, what drew you? It into feels good when we win the big game. Before Christmas. What drew yeah, you we into just got the done with that bragging game. rights. Boy, you, they humiliated Mizzou, didn't what, they? What drew you into media? Oh, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I wanted to be Jack Buck. I, oh, okay. I've told right. Joe that yeah. before, yeah. you know, I, I and I told him that before. Yeah. I was like, I just wanted to be him. And uh-huh. going to Cardinal games, you remember the Camel Wax booth at 
the yeah. old Bush yeah. Stadium, yeah. too. Yeah. Kind of hung over home plate. Yeah, and it had the big white camo X right. sign. Yeah. I'd look for that white hair. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, to see Jack up there, and I'd be pointing my day. Hey, there's Jack Buck. Yeah. There's Jack Buck. So I think he had a lot to do with it. Yeah, thought I would be the uh, voice of the Cardinals one yeah. day, but that didn't really well, work out. Well, you were the voice of uh, the Dome for yeah, the Rams. For the, yeah, the public address. I did public address for the Rams for the last six years. So, mm-hmm. so, But you live a conflicted life when it comes to the support of your teams because here you were at the Bragging Rights game watching Mizzou get stomped, and I'm sure you relished in that. I loved every second of it. But I swear to goodness, last week you told Hancock and I you may be going down to um, – uh, yeah, because to I'm go a Mizzou, Mizzou fan. Well, yeah. well like, come on, buddy. <laughs> you got to figure it out. So after the bragging rights, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm there at the game wearing my orange sweater, and we actually, my tickets were on the Mizzou side because they sort of split this right. up 50-50. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting around, nestled around all kinds <laughs> of Mizzou fans, um, and everyone was polite. Everything was great. And the next day I woke up, got ready to just do what I was doing, but it wasn't... I think it was the 23rd was the next day. They played on the 22nd. Yeah. So the next day wasn't Christmas Eve. I was off from work and just tooling around the neighborhood and the house or whatever. Put on my Mizzou hoodie. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> and I was back to being a Mizzou fan. Gonna all, go- I'm only a, not a Mizzou fan one day a year. You going to do it? You going to make the trip down to Dallas? I don't know. And we see haven't this? decided. I'm, uh, we're going to be a last minute decision. Yeah. Yeah. Ticket prices are plummeting. I, yeah. I think some Ohio State people. Well, they don't are, have a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they literally don't have a quarterback. I don't know how they're going to play this game. And is Marvin State. Harrison Jr. even going? I don't think he is their star wideout. No. I, yeah, I don't think they care that much. Can you imagine at the beginning of the year if I would have told you, listen, Ohio State and Mizzou are going to play in a bowl game against each other, and Mizzou will be favored. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> would you have taken that wager? <laughs> you know, no even, way. I think I like Mizzou even straight up. Yeah. Even if Ohio State was playing everybody. Maybe, yeah. They haven't been that dominant. Yeah. No, they haven't. And Mizzou can play with anyone. I, yeah. So the coach. They're really good. Yeah. They're, they, Missouri's yeah. really, really good. And they're going to be better they're next one of the, year, I think. One of the top 10 teams in the country. I feel like I'm rooting for this coach because I don't think he's as polished as the Nick Sabans the, of the world. Uh, I think Who he's. Who drink? Yeah, I think he's kind of more engaged. I think he's more relatable, kind of goofy. Um, you can't help but root for the guy. No, I know. I like him. Yeah. Is Especially when they're winning. He showed up with a uh, cowboy hat on yeah, yesterday. He's, he's quirky. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a quirky uh, guy. Uh, and I like him, too. But, you know, his job was going into this season was a lot of people were saying, you know, man, if this thing doesn't work. Yeah, he's like hot seat. Yeah, yeah, because last year was not exactly he's good stellar. Now. Oh, he's he's fine now. Yeah, and, you know, Gary Pinkle, the best coach in recent history for Mizzou, and this guy hasn't a chance. He's not there yet, but he's got a chance to be in that same conversation. Yeah. Well, he's bringing in some great players. He is. Well, I hope you uh, get a chance to make it, and uh, I think the tickets will be uh, open there. I heard that uh, ticket prices on all those bowl games drop as we get closer to them. Yes, there we go. Fight for old Mizzou. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Thank you, Mike. I was uh, watching that Chiefs game against the other other night. By the fourth quarter, he could have gotten front row seats there, too. (laughs) It It was fairly empty at the beginning of that game. We got to step aside for the news. We'll come back with Andy Banker and talk some politics after this. Now, 
Back to Hancock and Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Probably hard for us to remember because it feels like the world is spinning so fast now, how it quickly is. things change. But at the beginning of this year, we were in the midst of the Kim Gardner crisis. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, we had the uh, volleyball player um, had uh, lost her legs in downtown St. Louis with that. And finally, the pressure seemed to have mounted on Kim Gardner and uh, Jefferson City got involved. And uh, were you amazed at how long it took to finally uh, pull her out and that there was no shame throughout this entire process? Frankly, I'm surprised she left. Really? So, yeah, I I figured she was just going to be recalcitrant and just stick it out, you know. And I think she probably would have gotten reelected. Oh, I think that's probably right. So allow me to plug yes. our show on Sunday morning. You go right oh, yeah. ahead and plug away. 8.30 on Fox 2, that's Hancock right. and Kelly, hosted by me. Uh, when we just did our, our last year in review last Sunday, uh-huh. Kim Gardner being ousted was the number one yeah. story for both of you guys. And uh, this coming weekend, we're doing the winners and losers of 2023, and then a look ahead to the top elections of yeah, 2024. Yeah, looking down the road. Yeah. Um, it's pretty exciting. I, you know, I don't know if anyone out there really knows. I, I, ho- I started hosting this show, what, three years ago it about seems now. Like, yeah. Right. And right I'd never COVID. done it. As long as you guys had been, been right. doing it without me, I had never done it. I was just sort of drafted to fill in. And... Uh, I mean, I've covered politics for more than 30 years uh, and more than 20 in St. Louis. No, yeah, since 94 in St. Louis. Wow. Uh, So it is almost 30 years in St. Louis. And I wasn't drawn to it in any particular way. You know, I don't know that I was the most suited or the – I did not seek to host your show. Right. You know, well, who would? Um, <laughs> no, I don't mean that to sound any bad way. Well, you sit between us, you look good. Though. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> is because, true. Because now it's the best thing I do. I, you know, the the thing that drives me to the thing I'm most most interested in, and I was not. I don't like to mix it up politically because I feel like it's such a can't-win well, situation. I, but I am excited about 2024 yeah, like I've never yeah. been. Well, and yeah. I think you brought in, Andy, um, when you came in, you really brought the local angle, which yes. I think is the most important thing that local politi- or a political show, you know, if people want to hear what's happening nationally, they can turn on anything. So when you really brought the focus of not only the city of St. Louis, which I think the media gives way too much attention to, but St. Charles and Jefferson County and St. Louis County and Southern Illinois. And the east side, yeah. Yeah, and you brought some attention to it, and I think that's really helped connect with people. Yeah, I agree with that. Good. With that. And well, I think we what, helped you know. drive the story, to be honest with you, on Kim Gardner. Now, it got out of control there for a while, but we continued to revisit it because it, rarely do you have somebody on both sides of the aisle agreeing on something, and we were lockstep on this uh, new style of prosecutor is ultimately detrimental to the safety of a region. And that was the point that I think you and I tried to drive home constantly, John. Yeah. And you mentioned the young woman that lost uh, her legs. She's in town from Tennessee with her family for a volleyball tournament walking down the street. When was that? Was that like in April? Or? I think it was February. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, a guy who is on probation for armed robbery. Supposed to be on house arrest, right? He's right. Supposed to be well, he he violated his probation more than fifty times, and he was never locked up. And then he causes this accident, which causes the young woman to lose her legs. 
Um, regardless of how you feel about Kim Gardner, you wanted that to count for something, mm-hmm. right? And I, I hate to talk about, you know, this personal tragedy for her and her family changing things in St. Louis. But still, you don't like to look at it in those terms, but still, you still wanted it to right. force change here, right? You're like, something's got to change. We can't just wake up the next day and everything just continues the way it was before. And it happened. Right. I mean, it is a sea change with Gabe Gore as the circuit oh, attorney in the yeah, city 100%. of St. Louis. Yeah. It's unbelievably different. Right. right. And I don't think that happens if the tragedy doesn't happen. Yeah. I uh, mean, it, it may have happened because there were other things turning, but that really, well, when really. Got, when you've got lawyers not showing up from the prosecutor's office for a murder trial. Yes. You know, we had that happen more than once. Right. Yeah, and that was just thing after thing. And after people thing. being released because of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that um, I think we drove home a lot in this locally this last year was uh, just the crime issue that's taking place in St. Louis, the gun violence. I and mean, we had those videos of the Airbnbs on Washington Avenue, yeah. folks shooting, fo- you know, buildings up on market. Uh, the, the old uh, famous, famous bar, bar building, building that yes. you spent a lot of time covering. <laughs> Uh, Andy, uh, that I mean, it's one of the great buildings in St. Louis, and it's really sad where we're at right now with it. The looting and the there have been fires in there, and people squatting and people staying in there. And uh, the St. Louis Fire Department lost a dog, you know, one of their canine, mm. uh, right, cadaver dogs, and he fell from a window Ooh. Uh, Ooh. because there was a report of a body inside that building. That building's buttoned up now, though. They put the uh, Metal grating right. over the what board are they do? What are they going to do with the railway exchange building? I mean, it's a it's a very historic piece of architecture. Uh, I I remember going to meetings in that building when May Company well, that was their headquarters, and uh, boy, very ornate in there. It was just a great, great old building. Granite. It's marketable. I mean, there are some. Uh, there's lots of ideas, and there are a lot of developers who are interested. Just at the right price, right? Which is Nothing. very, very low. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, especially those... with those historic buildings. I mean, once you get in there and start redeveloping those, hey, you've got to keep them to the same standards, right. and then gosh knows what you're going to stumble upon. In it there. would be mixed use. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, it would there, have to there'd be, be some uh, ground level retail, some apartments, some business, some condos, whatever. Uh, one of the plans I remember we talked about had a rooftop pool. You yeah. know, they wanted to put that in there. Could you imagine? That would right. be fabulous. That would be great. And that building is incredible with that uh, oh. terracotta exterior. Yeah. And it's a million, more than a million square feet. And it's an entire block. Yeah. Between Olive and Locust, I think, yep. and 7th and 6th. It's just that building. Huge. Yeah. It's incredible. I think the other story that consumed a lot of time, and this is somewhat specific to St. Louis, but regionally, was the whole policing and lack of 911 operators was yep. also a huge story that we dealt with locally. Um, and, you know, we talk about the police shortage in the city, and it's a problem. Uh, what are we at, 300, 350 short it now? At least. But they're short in other parts of the region, too. And I, I feel like we've demonized this profession to the place that it's hard to get these young men and women interested in becoming a police officer because it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And it's very dangerous. I don't think it's ever been more dangerous. And, you know, if you talk about that and or crime, I think you get this mixed bag because the mayor, and she's right, and 
people can tout a record of homicides going down. Well, they were so incredibly high in 2020, 2021 right, with yeah. the pandemic and everything else. Uh, everything spiked everywhere, but they really spiked in St. Louis. So now they're coming down, but they're still at levels that are way too high for a city this size. I think everyone can see that. But it's not just homicides. It's people doing donuts up and down the street <laughs> and the reckless driving everywhere. Yeah, lawless. And, uh, it, lawlessness. Yep. No temp tags. Right. I was driving behind a car yesterday um, in South St. Louis. A guy, I think it was on River to Pear Boulevard. Not only no temp tag, no tag at all. And he's mm -hmm. just driving along, smoking away, and thinking, what the heck? I can't say 100% for sure that he was smoking marijuana, but it sure smelled like it. Right. Um, and, and, but, I mean, we, the crime situation, and this is not just a city issue. It's, it's spilled it's out region, into sure. the whole region. Yeah, without and, a doubt. But the 911 thing, I mean, it just still is confounding to me that you call 911, you get put on hold. I mean, we had the our, our sheriff's deputy get carjacked in downtown St. Yeah, Louis waiting to call 911. Yeah, yes, and Illinois, the, actually, we're talking about Illinois. They've got a system over there with their emergency responders where if, if all the lines are busy or for whatever reason the particular jurisdiction is understaffed, those calls immediately are transferred to another county. Right. And they they can answer them there and handle them, and they can dispatch the police through that. And why St. Louis hasn't figured out a mechanism, uh, because, look, if there's a worker shortage. I get it. They're, they're, every every company's looking for labor, and 911 operators are no different, I would imagine. But they, there's got to be other alternative solutions. So you can't have a 911 system where people can't get through that just can't happen and it's been happening over and over again in this town seems to me that a lot of the issues that we deal with from a regional basis um are simply that it's the fragmentation of our region and it feels like a lot of the stories we covered as well uh and talked about the dysfunctionality between what the 70 something municipalities in St. Louis County 90 something the failure to cooperate between the city and the county St. Charles saying hey this is your problem Illinois looking at us all over here like we're nuts and us looking at them like they're nuts um and it's you, as we have all gotten to travel and we've covered this it's even more frustrating because we all love the traditions and what St. Louis is but it sure seems like St. Louis needs to change to fix some of these problems because you can't continue to do things the same way. Well, if you were creating a government from scratch today, say you, I don't know, Millstock, suddenly, <laughs> you know, a million and a half people move in over there. And you you got to, you know, your existing government's not, uh, not going to cut it. The last government you would design is anything that looks anything like the design of St. Louis city government. I right. mean, you get this three-headed monster, the Board of Estimate and Apportionment, where nobody really has any power vested in the, the mayor. It's a weak mayor system that we right. have here. And it, it's just, and then you, you know, let's have let's have one alderman for every 53 people. I mean, you know, we had those 27 <laughs> aldermen for a while for a right. city of 290,000 people. So, yeah, you, you would not design a government that looks like St. Louis but City. But then you layer it in with St. Louis County, and, and it's it's not, all... that's not the most effective way to do it right. either. And that's right. I, I, that's my, like, New Year's wish, and I think it's been that for the last several years. I mean, better together, there was a lot that people didn't like about it, but it was almost all right. Uh, we have got to find some way to consolidate governments. We're wasting money compared to the, the regions that we compete against. 
Did you guys ever think there'd be a day that St. Louis would be going to Kansas City to study how to do things? Yeah. I mean, we used to look at them as the, you know, this this dumb little brother. You want I've got a great example of this and this was a report I did uh, last week where the city of St. Louis, this is along the North Riverfront, Riverview mm-hmm. uh, Boulevard, Riverview, the city of Riverview, the city of St. Louis, and Glasgow Village, which is unincorporated St. Louis County, all come together, and it's a big dumping zone. People from Illinois, people from North County, people from the city drive out there. It It's infuriating. There's about a half-mile stretch where people just dump their trash. And I'm not talking about dumping a paper cup or McDonald's wrappers or whatever. Which you should do. They take their bags of trash, you know, a nightly, nicely tied up hefty bag and chuck it out the window or a trailer full. There's, you know, we had photos of people dumping off the back of a trailer. The thing is, to address this problem, you've got three different governments in the span of a half mile. This half mile stretch actually runs through three different uh, municipalities or entities, St. Louis County, City of St. Louis, and City of Riverview. So whose job is it to clean it up? They have to have a meeting. Yeah. You know? Well, Charlie Brennan will get them together. And figure Charlie's out. been cleaning up the streets around this town for a long time. By the way, Charlie's going to be in on Friday for Chris and Amy. Yeah. So oh, what, we, uh, yeah. a week did we get both Andy Banker and Charlie Brennan? Well, well talk about some any, Wonder if he still has any Charlie Brennan barbecue sauce. Oh, I'm Remember sure he that? will. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll be back with Andy Banker on KMOX after this right here on the DGS. Michael Kelly, John Hancock filling in for Dave. He'll be back next year, as will the rest of the cast and crew. Kevin Wheeler, actually, I think, is back on Friday. Andrew Stoltz, the producer, is going to be with us a, a bit next hour as well. We'll find out how he's enjoying his vacation time. But joining us now is our buddy, our moderator, our host of Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2 in St. Louis, 830 Sunday mornings, Andy Banker. So now you're sitting in between us, Andy. Yes. Moderate away. Hey, well, you know, I, I wanted to mention this to you guys because I did a social media post and I was trying to flip our picture around and yeah. be clever saying, oh, I'm flipping the script. When I first flipped it, I actually flipped where you were on the left and Micah was on the right. Could Ooh. you imagine if we did the show <laughs> that how much difference does that make if you were sitting on the other side? Could you focus? Wouldn't, oh, it, yeah. wouldn't it be so weird? Well, I couldn't do it on that side because that's my bad side. <clears throat> but uh, so I the I left get, side, huh? No, my right side is my bad side. So I, the left side is my good side. So I have to. What are you like, Barbara Streisand? Yeah. You only have to be shot from one side. Yeah, that's pretty much Such it. Such a prima donna. Well, I mean, you got to hey, give the people what they want. This must have been before we had Andy as our moderator, but it was when we were still not allowed in studio. Yes. Uh, so we weren't allowed in studio, and John and I, but the world had already come back. I, so I don't know why we weren't in studio. Well, I started when we were not in That's studio right. together, too. So we were in Florida together. Yes. And we did the show from uh, uh, my place, place down in yeah. Florida, and John was in one bedroom and I was in the other. 
And when we came back from final thoughts, we had switched rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we said, Messed sometimes you got to sit in the other guy's chair to understand oh, yeah. what's up. Messed him up in the control room. <laughs> All right. So if yes. we were, I'm going to resume Go. my hosting duties. Go right away. Yeah, yeah. Let's flash forward to this year, next next. Next year, this time is okay. what I'm trying to say. Right. December the we 27th. will know who some big winners were. Totally in November of 2024. Any surprises out there? Pick a race. Who do you think is someone that uh, we're underestimating? Who's going to be? Well, I know what you're holding a higher office. I don't think uh, either Joe Biden or Donald Trump will be the president of the United States after the November election. Who will it be? Well, I, you know, if you put, you know, make Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom. Well, there's a good chance, yes. One of those two. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good you prediction. You buy that, Michael? Um, yeah, but I think there's a caveat to what John's saying. John's been advocating that he doesn't believe that uh, Joe Biden will be the nominee. I was kind of in that camp a year ago. Uh, I, I still understand the idea behind it and think that it probably makes some sense, but I think Joe Biden is going to get reelected. People will be talking about how prescient my thought process was. All right. Uh, Quite prescient. A few few months from now. Um, As we say on Sunday morning, mark the tape. Mark Mark the tape. tape. (laughs) Uh, I think the other thing that will be interesting is is not necessarily what's going to happen in November. It's what's going to happen in August in Missouri as it relates to the gubernatorial contest. Now... Uh, the Republicans, you know, this is a red state, unfortunately, and they tend to have been winning statewide. There's going to be three of them uh, going at it, and I think that will consume uh, most of the energy. I think that we're essentially going to pick our governor in August. Now, they may act a fool on the Republican side. With Jay Ashcroft. With Jay Ashcroft, Bill, Bill Igle, and uh, Governor, uh, Lieutenant Keogh. Governor, Governor Kehoe. The, well enough that we're in a place that Crystal Quaid uh, can come up the middle, but it's awfully hard for a Democrat to win statewide. Well, here, you've got so. your own primary over there, and I'm I'm support I'm working to support Mike Keough for full disclosure, uh, but you've got a primary on your side too. It's well, yeah, just this Hamra just hopped in, uh, which is a business family out of Springfield. Got I'm, money out there. Yeah, he's got some money. I I will be a part of an organization that's supportive of Crystal Quaid, no. uh, a traditional Democrat. Um, but I think that uh, that the, the August primary elections are going to be interesting. And the one that not as many people are talking about is the attorney general primary. Well, particularly on no, your well, side. Well, the Republican side, you got, you've got the incumbent Andrew Bailey. You've got Will Scharf, who was a counsel in the in the Greitens administration. And now he's working for Trump. Uh, now he's working for Donald Trump. God help us. Uh, he's going to be very well. Both of them are going to be very well funded. I think that it's possible that there'll be more money spent on the uh, attorney general primary in Missouri than will be spent in the governor's primary. What about Missouri. first congressional? Uh, I think Cory Bush, yeah. Democrat. This was this was an August battle too yeah. with her and St. Louis County Prosecutor I, Wesley Bell. I'm hopeful that that Cory um, doesn't get reelected, but it's awfully hard to beat an incumbent. Wesley Bell has got to change the type of candidate he was when he was a candidate for the Senate. Not much evidence there yet that that's the case. Any yeah. other incumbents in trouble anywhere? Not, Josh not congressional incumbents. I don't think Hall is in trouble. Ann at all. Wagner? No. No way? No. It, I don't think we're going to see much change. I'm, uh, the first district, it will be interesting. If Wesley can put it together, he could make a run. That could be exciting. But we're not going to see any seats in Congress party-wise change in, in, in the region or in the state. I think that's right. And uh, 
Mike Bost over on the east side looks like he's going to have a primary challenge. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you about that. I don't want to forget about that with uh, him and Darren Bailey, their Darren failed Bailey, candidate who, for Illinois governor. Right. Um, There's another senator. guy with some money, right? Uh, yeah, he's got a little bit of money. I, I think Bost wins that primary, but uh, it's going to be – this is where politics is taking place now is in primary elections. Michael, we are out of time. Andy, thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you Sunday morning at 8.30 on Fox 2. You'll be our moderator as we look at the year ahead. Thanks so much for your time. Great stuff, as always. I expected it would be. Thank you, boys. We're going to move from Andy Banker to Andrew Stoltz, a producer of the Dave Glover Show, who's enjoying a few days off, but not today. And that's next (laughs) after the news right here on KMOX.